Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send an email to mystory@toledocalvary.org. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life today. I love the church and I love this church. My entire life has been centered around the local church. Let me remind you that the church is not a building. It is not a place. It is the body of Jesus Christ, you and I. We are the church. The body of Christ is a common New Testament metaphor for the church, all those who are committed followers of Jesus Christ. When Christ entered our world, he took on, as we know, a physical body. And through his physical body, Jesus demonstrated the love of God clearly, tangibly, and boldly through his death on the cross. And we're grateful for that. Amen? And after his bodily ascension into heaven, Christ continues his work in the world through those he has redeemed, you and I, the body of Christ, the church. Members of the body of Christ are the physical representation of Christ in this world. We must never forget this. The church is the means through which Christ manifests his life to the world today. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. The apostle Paul tells us, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. We celebrate today our leader and his faithfulness, his loyalty, his calling. We celebrate God's institution, the church that he has created. As the physical representation of Christ in this world, we must always be aware how we conduct ourselves despite what is trending in our culture. Most recently, Pastor Chad has given us such incredible teaching on how we, the body of Christ, should live our lives in 2018. And in the book of Matthew, chapters 5, 6, and 7, it records what we know as the Sermon on the Mount, which was taught by Christ. These three chapters contain a powerful yet practical revelation of the principles and the standards by which God expects the body of Christ to live. Simply put, this was Jesus's trending sermon series. Let's look at a few of the principles from the Sermon on the Mount very quickly. Matthew chapter five, verse seven. Jesus says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Chapter 5, verse 22, Jesus says, But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, Jesus says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. Chapter 6, verse 21, Jesus says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink. Chapter 6, verse 33, 
but seek first his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Chapter 7, verse 26, Jesus says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So in this Sermon on the Mount, we learn that all who belong, all of us who belong to the body of Christ are to demonstrate godly character and have an intense hunger and passion to do what is right and to maintain a right relationship with God. And so as we celebrate the church today, as we celebrate 20 years of godly leadership, let's focus on three verses from this Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, verses 14, 15, and 16. Listen to the words of Jesus very carefully, please. Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You see, in Jesus' time, people used small clay lamps that burned olive oil drawn up by a wick. And 2,000 years ago, as daylight came to an end, just one lamp in a home would cast out the darkness until the next morning. You see, light makes all of the difference. Very simply, but profoundly, as the body of Christ, the church, again, you and I, we should be like these simple lamps providing light to the spiritually dark corners of the world. You are, Jesus says, you are the light of the world, not just the pastor, not just the missionary, not just the elite Christian, but you, <laughs> me. I am the light of the world. Back in the 1920s, a gentleman coined or he penned uh, a song. And it took, made traction, and years later, uh, it became very popular, especially in children's church. The song goes like this, sing it with me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. <laughs> you know, about two months ago, I was led to this passage of Scripture, Matthew 5. And I read it, and it says, you are the light of the world. Now, I'll admit, sometimes I'm a little slow, okay? And I read it, and I went back, I looked at it again, because I wanted to make sure, number one, Jesus was saying it, and it was in quotes, Jesus was saying it. And then I wanted to make sure it didn't say, I am the light of the world, referring to Christ himself. But it says, no. It says, I in the light of the world. And I'll, that's not to 
puff me up or to make my head get big or whatever. Not at all. But it's to help us to understand this incredible principle. The church, the body of Christ, you and I are the light of the world. Light makes all the difference. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, and probably those of you who've been in the church a while, you're saying to yourself, I know what Pastor Bill's gonna do today. He's gonna bring out the candles, and we're gonna pass them around the room, we're gonna light them, and we're gonna sing, you know, uh, go light your world. You know, nothing wrong with that, but we're not gonna do that, okay? <laughs> because in some of our minds, we think that's a little cheesy. Even that little kid song, This Little Light of Mine, all that's cute, but it's, yeah, whatever. Excuse me. But that's right from scripture. You are the light of the world. Light makes all the difference. A few uh, months ago, I sat uh, at Scramblers on Dussel with some missionaries, Brian and Carolyn Dunn, missionaries to the country of Sweden um, in the region of Europe. And they have three daughters, approximately between 10 to 14 years old. And these missionaries were telling me that um, as they arrived from Sweden back to the States, as they were landing in Newark, New Jersey, they got off the plane, began to find their way to their rental car. And one of the daughters said to their parents the following statement, Mom, Dad, when we landed... I sense the darkness lifting from us. I sense the darkness lifting from us. You see, Europe doesn't come to our mind when, when we uh, think of spiritual darkness. This region doesn't have unwritten languages, overwhelming poverty, and for many of us, it's a dream vacation, hopefully someday, a place to go. However, Europe has 530 million people, and in the past century, where Christianity has exploded all over the globe, all over the world, church attendance has shrunk dramatically in Europe. And despite the past, despite historical church denominations, freedom of religion and access to information, the number of those in the body of Christ in Europe has fallen. Sadly, only 2%, 2% of Europeans are followers of Christ. The religion of Europe, and they have a religion, the religion of Europe has become secularism. And as a worldview, it does not have God or any God at its center. The absolute authority, however, in their lives is self. The individual is now the authority of their lives. And the concept of serving an active, engaging God is completely foreign. The concept of a God who is personally involved in human life has never, never crossed their minds. The person simply lives for today to enjoy the moment. This region of our world is in spiritual darkness. Europe needs the presence of light. 
This is why we send missionaries to Europe and to the ends of the earth, because light does make all of the difference. You may have heard this, but a concern that we have in the church in America is that we're told that the United States is headed in the same direction as Europe. However, I was encouraged when I heard the statement from the Dunn's children about sensing the darkness lifting from them when they arrived in America. It tells me that the presence of light is still permeating our land. Why? Because you, the body of Christ, the church, you and I are being the light of the world. Amen? Our lives should stand out. They should stand out from other people in society in a positive and spiritually enlightening way. Genuine faith in Christ cannot be hidden, but it should be evident to those around us. Many who are looking for hope and for purpose and for meaning. As the body of Christ, we have the privilege and we have the opportunity of lighting the way to God, reflecting the life, the love, and the light of his son, Jesus Christ. And let me tell you this, you know, we pastors, we always, we always look for a good confirmation about the word that we're about to preach. And so yesterday morning, I was up early, I was prepping for today. And I had, I had my random Pandora Christian station on and background music was playing and I was prepping and uh, I got to the end. And I, okay, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then the next song was Chris Rice's song, Go Light Your World. And I was like, hallelujah. I had church in my living room. And so I'm all, anyway, I, <laughs> that wasn't in my notes, but... Uh, As we light our world, this happens not only through words, but most effectively through our actions. In order to truly show people who Jesus is and what he is like, we must act like a follower of Christ, huh? What a novel thought. We should actively look for ways to assist others and meet their needs at home, at school, on the job, and in every aspect of life. That is why we love the 419, right? Never minimize the ministry of of love the 419 coming from Calvary Church. Thank you for your faithfulness in serving and loving the 419. By serving people, we reflect Christ's humility and we show his compassion. We break down barriers of resistance and opposition to the truth of God's word and the reality of Jesus's life-changing power. We can serve people through simple acts of kindness by meeting practical needs. And of course, we must always be prepared to give an answer for the reason why we serve for the reason why we love, for the reason why we have hope. Through practical service and loving interaction, we open the door to share the bold and true message of Christ. Then we'll be more likely to influence people to consider Christ's claims to believe his word and yield their lives to him. You know what? Not just from the Sermon on the Mount, But Ephesians chapter 5, 
verse 8, the apostle Paul tells us something about being the light. Ephesians 5, 8, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Now I struggle because for the next few moments, I'm gonna share some things with you on how to be that light, how to convey light. And I struggle because I wanna impress you with my research and my study and my theology, and I want you to walk away going, Wow, that was rich and that was meaningful. Pastor Bill heard from God. <laughs> what I'm about to share is very godly, very spiritual, too practical, but very simple. Let me caution you in the next few moments not to take a back seat to what we're talking about because I am convinced that since you and I, since we as the body of Christ, the church, since we are the light of the world, all we have to do is shine that light by just being kind and respectful to one another, and that can change the world. Ten ways to convey light. Yeah, ten. We'll go quickly, all right? Be careful, this is simple. Number one, smile. Told you. Seriously, smile. You and I can make a difference by just taking the frown off of our face and allowing the joy of the Lord to be everything that's within us. The first sentence in the chaplaincy handbook for the United States Air Force states very clearly the role of a chaplain of the United States. Here it is. To be a visible reminder of the holy. I'm convinced that one of the best ways <laughs> to represent Jesus Christ is to smile. You are the light of the world. Light makes all of the difference. Smile. Secondly, this, I, this is I, simple, okay? Say hello. You see, I, I'm not proud to admit this, but because of, because of my personality and just whatever, I often wait for someone else to take the initiative, to go first. So I'll wait for someone to say hello to me first, and then I'll respond wholeheartedly. Shock those in the elevator the next time you go in and the door shuts, smile at them and say hello. Simple, but I'm convinced life-changing, because people need light. And we, we can convey light by allowing just 
common courtesy to be a part of our lives. Number three, open a door for someone. When you open a door for someone, you're treating someone with respect and honor. We respect others because God respects them. His son gave his life. My respect for others conveys that I love God. I, I, I am not kidding you, but I've noticed most recently when I open a door for someone or I leave the door open for someone, they are literally taken back. They're not used to kindness today in our culture. They're not used to someone being polite. And I don't get their word quite yet, okay? But uh, uh, let your light shine. Number four, now this, the, these get harder, okay? Are you ready for this one? Allow someone in line ahead of you. (laughs) Have you ever been to Costco on a Saturday? And you round that one hallway, that aisle, and then there's this mass of of carts, and we're all booming and banging, trying to get, you know. And as a guy, I have a strategy. I like to scan because I am efficient. I've got things to do. I've got things to get home. And... And I want to make da 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 And so I look and I, uh, I dare you. Let someone in ahead of you. Take a step back. Allow their. Everyone benefits from an act of kindness. And probably it'll put you back five minutes. When we are kind, we reflect Jesus. That's why this is spiritual. Because how do you think Jesus uh, would act in Costco? Okay, now we're going to get really radical. Are you ready? Number five, letting someone in line. You thought that was tough. How's this one? Give someone a closer parking space. I know, I told you. (laughs) We live in a thoughtless world. And it's high time that the body of Christ, the church, who is supposed to be the light of the world, set the example in that department. Amen? In a kind department, not a thoughtless department, okay? Kindness can transform someone's life. A word or act of kindness can make all of the difference. Light makes all of the difference. Number six, ask someone how they're doing while you look them in the eyes. Seriously. Number one, we don't take the time like we used to to ask someone how they're doing because we're afraid that if they respond not well, then we have to do something, we have to take more time. We don't look into people's eyes because that's too personal. How do you think Jesus Christ would look at us if he were here? Compassionate, loving, kind, caring. Mother Teresa once said, Christ has no body on earth but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours, Yours are the eyes through which Christ's compassion for the world is to look out. Wow. 
Now, I admit, I'm not the best neighbor on Wicklow Road. <laughs> I've said to myself, you know, over the years, well, you know, I'm busy. I got to get home. I got to cut the grass. I don't want to look at anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody because I got an hour and 17 minutes to get my grass cut and it's going to rain in three hours anyway. And so neighbors, leave me alone. Don't bother me. I don't want to, I don't want to know you're... And so in the last six months, I've gotten three new neighbors. And I've said to myself, okay, Bill, you're the light of the world. Start lighting the way. And so I've met Damien and Julianne. I've met Arlene. I have met John. I haven't invited them over yet, okay? <laughs> but uh, we're doing our best doing our best. Number seven, this one's going to hurt a bit. Tip your server. I told you this is just so practical and it's going to come off like, but seriously, I've been told that servers ask for Sundays off because when Christians come to a restaurant after church, they do not tip well. Ah. So don't tell them about Jesus if you're not going to tip them well. Don't invite them to church if you're not going to take good care of them. Okay, we're getting, okay. Number eight, introduce yourself to at least three people every Sunday here at Calvary. Go up to someone and say hello. Last week after one of the services, I was sitting with a, a dear lady, kind of catching up with her, and she's been around Calvary for about 40 years. She's not involved like she used to be, but uh, as I was sitting talking with her, uh, different folks came up to talk to me and so forth, and within a matter of a moment, she introduced herself to everyone who came up to her or came up to us, and I just thought, you know what, what a great example, Peggy, that you would, you would go out of your way and be kind enough to introduce yourself to someone, and you know what's also fun for me is I found out that many of you because you sit in the same area every week, which is totally fine, unless, you know, a visitor needs to sit there, okay? Um, that you are meeting people in your area, and, and you're all kind of knowing each other and finding out about each other. That, that, that's fantastic. Small groups in the different auditoriums of our church on a Sunday morning, that's awesome. Number nine, when someone is rude, respond politely. You are the light of the world. Light makes all the difference. Never minimize the impact and the influence you have as the light of the world by choosing how you treat someone. And then number 10, but very important, pray for someone. I was in um, Home Depot yesterday I had a plumbing issue in my home, and I had a dear friend come and help me. Bless his heart. <laughs> so he, he knows that I'm not too good with tools and with, with fixing things, so he stayed at my place and, and started doing the work, and then he sent me to Home Depot three different times, okay? <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, the last time um, I got there, I mean, I looked like I had my phone in one hand because he was sending me texts. 
I had one part in this hand, I had one part under my arm, and I'm just kind of, you know, looking, you know, and, and I couldn't find <coughs> an employee to help me. And so just out of the blue, a guy said to me, do you need any help? And I looked at him and I said, do you work here or are you just nice? <laughs> and, and he said, I'm just nice, Pastor. <laughs> I don't know who he is. I still don't. My hair was all... Anyway, so... Uh, okay, I'm not... But what a blessing. What a blessing that was, because I still would have been there looking for that part, I think. Light makes all the difference. He said to me, well, you don't remember me, probably it's been a couple of years, but you prayed for my son in church on one Sunday morning. Phew. He said, thank you for praying for my son. Let's take time out of our schedule to encourage, to love, to talk, and to pray for one another because light makes all the difference. Now, let's see if you remember this verse of this little light of me, of mine. <laughs> Here we go. Don't let Satan. Okay, now, I heard, I heard blow and I heard, very good, you're both right. Okay. <laughs> Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. The last thing the enemy of your soul wants you to do is to grasp and to live out what we're talking about today. Lie to the world? <laughs> Seriously? Do you know my past? <laughs> the lie to the world? Seriously? I tripped up just yesterday. Lie to the world? I've got too much to work through to even consider being the light of the world. And that's exactly how the enemy of your soul wants you to think. Satan will do all he can to trip you up, bring complacency to your life, remind you of your, in, in, of your inadequacies. But all you have to do is smile and say hello. Why? Because light makes all the difference. We have a role and we have a responsibility. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Final thought today. Yes, they say that uh, the United States is headed in the same direction as the uh, region of Europe. It's difficult to live out faith in a faithless culture as we try to shine our light. But I'm convinced of this. Godly culture can be reborn as we become the light of the world. Think about it. Godly culture can be reborn 
as we become the light of the world, as, as, as we serve as the church, the body of Christ, as we are the light of the world, there is still so much more that can take place in our land, in our city, in our church, in your home. All we have to do is smile and say hello. Romans chapter 13, verse 12. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes today? Before we go and we um, honor the Gilligans and the atrium, I'm going to challenge those of you, some of you may be saying to yourself, you know what, light of the world, that's awesome, that's cool, but I'm not a follower of Jesus Christ. I have not chosen him yet to be my savior, to be the Lord of my life, and I am sensing, Pastor Bill, that today I would like to do that. And so, so if you're here today and you want to become the light of the world, <laughs> First of all, by committing your life to Christ, would you just raise your hand for a quick moment and then you can put it right back down. Anyone here? Yeah, thank you. Anyone else? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's encouraging. We have some more lights here in a few minutes that are going to make a difference. So if you raised your hand and those of you who are members are ready of the body of Christ together, Let's pray this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for giving your life so that I could have life. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Prepare a place in heaven for me. I choose to live for you. Help me to be the light of the world. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Everyone stand with me. That's awesome. And uh, if you raise your hand, I want to direct you to um, the Connection Center. As you leave, there are some orange cards that you can take that say, I'm a follower of Christ. And, and what we do in the Connection Center is very simple. We have you fill out that card, and then we give you this New Testament. We give you this booklet that tells you how to be the light of the world. But today, church, the body of Christ, as we go from this place today, let us make a difference as we shine our light, as we continue to be the church that God has called us to be. Amen? Amen. Amen. So have a great day. Fellowship with one another. We'll see you in church on Wednesday. Have a great week.